Thank you for joining us at His Table, a place where we find spiritual nourishment for the journey and reach for higher heights in Jesus Christ. Now, let's join Richard Blythe for today's devotion. Some time ago, I read a story about a famous painting called Checkmate. Uh, the original artist had actually called it the chess players, but you'll quickly understand why it's been referred to as Checkmate. Uh, th in this old painting from the 1800s, the artist has depicted a chess game representing the devil's battle for a man's soul. So on one side, you have Satan dressed in a green cape and a red feathered hat. And on the other side, a young man, he's staring at the chessboard with a despondent look on his face. And to those observing the painting, it's pretty obvious that the young man has lost and, and Satan has won. So Satan has effectively declared checkmate, meaning that no other options are left for this young man. And so for years, chess players would examine the painting and when and when they saw the, the, the pieces arranged on the board, they would also declare, yes, Satan has won. But that was until a man named Paul Morphy and there's many accounts that you can read about this particular individual and his interaction with this painting. But uh, the story I'm about to share with you, uh, it's the most original version that I can find online. And it first appeared in the Columbia Chess Chronicle dated back to 1888. And according to this article, Mr. Morphy, who was a chess champion, he was invited to dinner one evening and later there was going to be a game of chess and during the events of that evening, he noticed the checkmate painting hanging on the wall. So the article said Mr. Morphy went over to the painting and began to stare at it and to study it intently. And finally, he turned around and he said, I can take that young man's game and win. And those around him, they couldn't believe it. And they said, that's impossible. They said, not even you, Mr. Morphy, could save that young man but sure enough, the chessboard, a chessboard was brought out and the, and the pieces were arranged just like the painting. And to everyone's shock and amazement, and I'm quoting here, victory was snatched from the devil and the young man saved. So hold that thought and let's turn in our Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And we also read in Hebrews 7 and 25, Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Friends, you and I were the young man in that painting that we just talked about. We were without hope and Satan had control over the chessboard, if I can put it that way. That is until a man called Jesus Christ. And the name Jesus, some of you already know this, but the name Jesus in Hebrew is Yeshua. 
And this literally means to deliver or to rescue. And the name Yeshua can also be interpreted as God is salvation. Or I love this one, God is a saving cry. So the cry from Bethlehem's manger was a saving cry. And the cry from Calvary's cross was a saving cry. So as Jesus stepped on the scene over 2,000 years ago, I can just hear him say to the whole world, all you see is the checkmate in your life. You're without hope, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And in thinking of this devotion, I'll never forget a particular service that we were uh, privileged to be in several years ago. Uh, we were on the stage singing, and we noticed a man on the back pew, and he was jerking uncontrollably. And we found out later that he was having withdrawals from using drugs. He was a drug addict. And he told us later that all he wanted to do at that moment was just to leave and get out of there. But he said as he was trying to leave the service, he felt something turning his whole body towards the altar. And you've got to understand just how desperate this man was. He said, I had tried literally everything to find peace from heroin to cocaine, crack, meth, you name it. He had tried it all. And when everything had let him down and, and left him even more empty, uh, he had made up his mind to commit suicide that very night. He, When he got home, he was going to take his life. But he said that while he was walking down the aisle, he heard a voice that said, Joe, you think you're out of options, but you've got one more option, and that's Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, it was glorious to watch this drug addict pray his way through to old time salvation. And the next night uh, when he came back, we began to sing, yes, oh yes, I'm a child of the King. And Joe, he'd put his hand over his heart and with tears running down his face, he would walk back and forth across the front of the church saying, I'm a child of the King. And today you may identify with our friend Joe and feel like you're out of options. And I felt this strongly that you've been playing a dangerous game with your life and now you realize that you're no match for the devil and you may be feeling hopeless today as Satan has been taking control of your life piece by piece. Uh, John 10 and 10 says that the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's all he comes for is to steal from you and ultimately to destroy your soul. But oh, thank God for another option. We quoted this earlier. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Friend, your situation is never hopeless when you turn it over to the master. And as the old song says, Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life.